ensure that we will always have a steady supply of lava to operate the nation's active volcanoes, which in turn power our cities and methamphetamine labs. As a matter of national security, we need to reduce our dependence on foreign lava, which means an expansion of domestic lava drilling. As your chancellor, I will build lava wells all over the country, as well as secure access to more lava fields by invading Hawaii. Imagine orange gold spurting out from school playgrounds on the Great Plains and illuminating the Nebraska sky like fireworks on the 4th of July. Magma oozing over the rolling hills of Kentucky. Volcanic ash settling gently over homes in New England like fresh gray snow. If you want global lava markets to continue to be dominated by terriblest regimes like Iceland, Chile, and the Philippines, vote for my opponent, who sits in their back pocket as comfortably as Pahoehoe on the slopes of Kilauea. If you want the United States to stay competitive in the era of peak lava and beyond, then take a chance on the Chancellor. Yeah, yo! It's Monday! It's time for the Joke Workshop! Yay! Yay, Joke Workshop! Where there are very few of us here at Mutiny Radio and everyone's wearing masks and being very, very, very safe. But we're definitely going to do jokes! Yay! And the way it works on the Joke Workshop is a comic's going to do four minutes and then we give them comments on their jokes and please be nice. If you're going to feed someone a shit sandwich, make the bread taste good. Nice toasted brioche bun on the outside, a little crispy. And then all the meat in the middle and maybe a little cheese if you're kind. Please be kind. Uh, but we have uh, some comics here that are going to perform and I'm super excited for them. I don't know which wants to go first. Uh, it looks like everyone's looking at their phone or rolling a joint. They're like, not me, not me, not me, Brady, are you going to go up first? Hell yeah. We've got, it's his first time ever doing comedy. Clap your hands in a wild, wild slappy like motion for our neighbor. Yeah, yeah. Our neighbor, Brady. Yay. Oh my God. Can y'all hear me? Oh my God. Stop off of here. Excuse me. Now, is this clean or is this? Uh... Oh shit, really? Hi, everybody. My name is Brady. Hi. Hi. Um, which is really great. And I'm also, I just turned 50, okay? I just turned 50. I know I don't look it. I was too fabulous for that. But it also meant is like growing up in the 70s with a name like Brady. Oh, my God. <laughs> that was so much fun. You know how nice kids are, right? You know how they are. Hey, Brady. Why don't you tell us what's going on Brady much today, Brady? Hey, Brady. Come on. Why don't you tell us what's going on? You know how that is. Right, and they would chase me and chase me, and I got so sick of it. I was like, oh, my God, really? So you want to know what happened to the Brady Bunch today? I said, okay, well, I told them exactly how Alice took her meat, <laughs> what they served on those silver platters and while they were singing, and what was really happening with Kitty Carryall and the doll and, the, and Tiger in the, in the doghouse. Okay? I, dude, I turned a bunch of screaming kids into an audience. It was freaking fantastic. And, of course, just the idea of the Brady Bunch thing continued to haunt me in my life. I was like... Oh my God, what is this idea of four men living all together as if they were all alone? Now, I mean, come on, I'm a faggot, man. That's just like such incredible shit. I said, like, really? Okay, and I was really pissed off when Carol showed up. 
That was not cute for me. I was like, oh my God, are you kidding? Get out of here. And that brought the whole show down for me. Mm-hmm. You know? Um, and, oh, right. And you know, they, are there any straight guys here? Any straight guys? Straight? Straight? Yeah. Cool. You know, like, a lot of straight guys don't understand. Like, they think they're like faggots. And straight guys, like, we're totally different people. Like, you just don't get it. So, there's one thing that we definitely have in common. We all like to stick it in something, isn't that right? <laughs> I mean, that's what we love to do, like a freaking magnet, right? It's like, ooh, ooh. You know, and it's like, oh my God. So, you know, it's like the only thing about faggots is that we're better at going both ways. We, you know, um, let's think. Yeah. Uh, well, guys, like, that's all I really have. I thought I had more, but if you, if you like me, my name is Brady. If you didn't, my name is Pancake. First, first comment. I love your rainbow dick that you brought out. You've got like a double rainbow dick, so uh, all your gay jokes landed really hard with me. Uh, <laughs> also, I love the Brady Bunch, so your kitty carry all punchline was like, dear lord. So that for me as a Brady Bunch fan, and you just sort of rolled right past it. Okay. Make it a real punchline, like. Lant, Kitty Carryall, like, okay. Do, I mean, because I know exactly what you're talking about. It was Cindy's doll, and she yeah. fucking loved Kitty Carryall, and, and it's only. I love, like, I was like, they changed tigers on us. When did they do that? Yeah, did do but that? all of the right, right. But all of that Brady Bunch material, I'm a hundred percent down on. I haven't heard anybody do Brady Bunch material, but but that's the thing. We're in the same age. Like, I'm like, yay. Right. So it like kind of depends on the audience because you could get in front of a room and they'd be like, "What's the Brady Bunch?" You know, it's mm-hmm. like, but. I identified with everything you did, so wow, thank you. And uh, but I would say that on that kitty carry all, just let each of those be their own punchline, and then let them sit. Okay. And and then move Take on. A pause after yeah. Uh, and then what did I say? Open, light it up, Brady. Yeah, Brady. And mention earlier that your name is Brady, and that they talked about the Brady Bunch. Like, make it real. Okay, Real solid up top. They're like, Brady Bunch, Brady Bunch, blah, 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 blah. And then you go into your jokes like, oh, yeah, I know exactly what happened last week. But because I didn't know that you were like, I mean, I knew where you were going, but make it really obvious for your okay. audience that you're doing Brady Bunch jokes. Okay. But they're great. <laughs> Any other com- Does other people have comments for Brady? And his, his beautiful rainbow outfit. It, it, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. They're all live. Yeah. I think it's um. I think that the Brady Bunch is such a cultural phenomenon that even people not in your age range know have seen the reruns. You know, yes. I think that there's a. It it does reach a wider audience. That's all I had to say. It was more like a comment on Pam's comment. <laughs> but yeah, it was a great. That was a great first set. I wow. hope that you keep coming back. Thank you. Thank you guys so, so much. Clap your hands wildly, wait, wait, everybody. Wait, 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 wait. Oh, yeah. Wait, okay. uh, oh, yeah, go ahead. He's got to uh, get me for my ender. I was going to say <laughs> that um, you should uh, clarify that you are doing Brady Bunch jokes because I heard Brady, and I was like, 
there uh, there's something there. I I'm sure he means Brady Bunch, and you know I'm a kid from the '90s. I'm about to turn 30 though, so I'm probably one of the last to to like have a good grasp of Gilligan's Island and <laughs> the Fonz and the Brady Bunch. You know, yeah. Never bring up uh, the Partridge Family. That will that won't hit anymore. But great job! That was a great first set. Yay, everybody! Brady. Thank you, everybody. Killer first set. So Rachel or Pancake? Who's up next? Her. She's a lovely human being. She just. I think she just came back from. Do you have, do, is Mr. back or do, no, what's it? No, no, I don't have a dog. Uh, my, uh, she's still, she's good enough on her own. Everybody put your yeah. hands together for Rachel Benson. Yeah, thanks. Yeah, I went through this millennial divorce. Uh, as millennials, it's like you can't afford a house and you never get married, but you end up with joint custody of a pet. And that's why I don't have my dog right now. He's uh, up in Santa Rosa fighting all the smoke. So I I was I've been watching these this documentary series about the Golden State Killer. Do you guys know about the Golden State Killer? Yeah, you do. What do you know about him, Pancake? Uh, he, he killed in California. <laughs> he, I, I believe he killed people in the great state of California. Yeah, and he raped them first. Oh no. So okay, <laughs> not all of them. He was a serial rapist first. So what I'm getting at is I was watching this. <laughs> I was watching this documentary, and uh, uh, I'm blanking on his name, Patton Oswald. His wife, Michelle McLamara, was a uh, con- she she would she was a murder mystery blogger. So she would find these murder mysteries and blog about them, and be like, "This is what I think." And she was the one that found the connection. She was the one that saw all these murders in California around the same time. And was like, "I think this is the same guy." So she did all this research and like, and was gonna put out a book. They were like, we really like what you're doing, you should put out a book. And she died before her book got put out, which, is, which sucks, <laughs> you know? She didn't know that she caught the Golden State Killer. She was right, they found the guy that did it through 23andMe and they arrested him. And uh, she would go through all these police reports and there was one thing he would always say when, uh, wh- back when he was just a serial rapist, before he killed people, obviously. Yeah, before graduation. <laughs> Thanks for that tag. <laughs> before graduation, he would cry in the corner, and he would be like, I hate you, Bonnie. I hate you. And he would say this to, like, multiple women, multiple cases. In the police reports, he'd say that. So we know who the Golden State Killer is. She solved that. But what I want to know is the bigger question. What did Bonnie do? Like, what did you do, Bonnie? What were you wearing? What did you say to him? No, his wife. He said, fuck you. Yeah, maybe I should mention that. Bonnie was his wife. She's still alive. She's like, oh, man, that was, that was terrible. Like, I didn't know that he was so awful. <laughs> but anyway, he would cry and say, what did you do, Bonnie? What did you do? What did you do, Bonnie? Was it the way you dressed? Is it something you said? Like, were you out late at night? Like, were you the reason that he got deployed to Vietnam? Like, were you the reason that his dad beat him? Like, I don't know, but I'm pretty sure it's Bonnie's fault 
for all of the killing <laughs> and murder. Because it was the 70s, you know. And uh, it's the victim's fault in the 70s. Okay. So maybe that joke won't go anywhere. I don't know. But I want to know. What did Bonnie do? <laughs> That's the real mystery. Yeah, WWP. What did you do, Bonnie? <laughs> Why did you create such a monster? Okay. So enough victim blaming. Uh, <laughs> what are the other things I'm working on lately? So I'm a, I'm really afraid of jogging uh, because I've had like double D's since seventh grade, and I think if I start jogging, then my tits are gonna fly up and smack me in the face give me two black eyes, then everyone's going to want to beat up Pancake. That's not fair. Like, why did you do that, Pancake? And we're like, no, it was Bonnie, actually. But what, what I found out, though, is that there's this thing called runner's high, and it sucks because I'm never going to get that. I'm never going to get runner's high because I hate running, and I love getting high, and that's one thing that I'm <laughs> one high I'm never going to get. Oh, shit. I should have uh, came prepared, right, and write stuff down. <laughs> like, maybe. I don't know. What else do I have? What are my new jokes? So uh, I've been thinking a lot about zombies and, like, how we rom romanticize vampires, but we don't romanticize zombies. It's like, why do vampires get to be the sexy ones? Like, what's not sexy about zombies? You know, they're, like, they're really good biters. They'll, they'll give you all their attention. All of their attention on you, your complete focus. Like, can you just tie a zombie up and put a muzzle on them and just like, like, like love on them? Like, I know, like, they can pull their, their, their limbs off and shit. It's like, I'm sure you've been fisted, but have you ever been wristed, like, by a zombie? Is this the Zombie Love Association? Is this where we talk about cannibalism? I used to watch what I eat until they stopped letting me babysit. <laughs> I don't know if I love lesbians or just the way they taste. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> uh, yeah, it always works better when I tell my old jokes. I don't know what it is. Okay. <laughs> uh, I got invited to a dinner party. But it wasn't a dinner party. It was a Donner party. I didn't want to stay, but there was still free food. There was still free food. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to end on on that cannibalism joke. We went from rape to cannibalism. Rachel Benson, everyone. Yay. Well, first, I think that you have a T-shirt in the making that's either fuck Bonnie or what did Bonnie do, question mark. And I think that that's great. And and Tom has a zombie shirt on. Bonnie and zombie are very similar. I, I, <laughs> I love your zombie joke. No, I love everything you do. I think you're super personable on stage and... and Everything you do is hilarious. I just think that you should make money off those t-shirts with either fuck Bonnie or what did Bonnie do? What because did Bonnie what did, do? What did Bonnie do? Like, <laughs> Bonnie Dune. Well, Bonnie Dune makes some really mediocre cookies, so I don't know what else. Uh, any other comments other than you're a genius, yay. Pancake has some things far. to say. I wanted to say I really liked it. I thought that was um, really entertaining. And especially, um, for me, I don't know what it is, but about the Donner Party, any joke about that always hits, <laughs> just explodes. It's like, that, that one's always funny for me because it's like, if people know what the Donner Party is, they think it's funny, but a lot of people don't. And it's just like, whew. 
Dumb people that don't get your jokes, fuck them. <laughs> fuck them. Yeah. <laughs> they don't know what the Donner Party is? That's pretty fucking rudimentary, I think, for Californianism. Yeah. Everyone should know what the Donner Party is. Yeah. What a horrible. They should, especially if they're in California. Yeah. That, that's the rule. If you had entered in California, you must know, you gotta know what the Donner Party is. <laughs> Oh, that was like something I realized I could do. I'm like, well, I already had a bunch of one-liners about cannibalism for some reason that I haven't talked to a therapist about. But, but I, <laughs> but then I had this other joke about zombies. I'm like, oh, I can just marry them together. Yes. Talk about eating people. Yeah, All and right. lesbians, perfect. And lesbians, yeah. You're genius. Put your hands together, everybody. Rachel Benson, yay! <laughs> Your next comedian, he, this is his second set of the night. He was just at Dolores Park talking to people in the sun, melting away with a smile on his face. Clap your hands together. The butter is melting on Pancake, the syrup king. Can't do more than 30 seconds, otherwise they come after me. Okay. <laughs> Hello, I'm Pancake. I'm the Surf King. And uh, that was Prince, our dearly um, uh, betrothed. Uh, he's he's missing. He's gone. He's, um, but we miss him. We miss him. He was a shining light in a dark world. Uh, my ears can hear you, my eyes can see you, my mouth can talk to you. Isn't that weird? My mouth is currently talking to your ears. Isn't that, that's a little out of body. Um, Altoids hurt my mouth, but sardines rest comfortably in this hole. They rest comfortably. Have you seen have you um have you seen these folks that uh, get a little too stern with their dogs after being embarrassed in public by a said dog? I don't want to do an act out. because uh, I've seen some really bad stuff yelled at a dog. Cringe, right? Cringe. No, I'm not talking about you gaslighting your dog. I pretend to throw tennis balls as well. <laughs> Teasing, name calling, light hazing, and staring longingly across the party just doesn't do the job. The old methods don't work. But when I finally cross the finish line, then it's okay to pull hair. <laughs> it's not harassment if it's coming from Connor Lonsdale. Aww. That, uh, sorry. 
I used to be a caregiver, uh, giving enemas, suppositories, taking temperatures, all rectally. And yeah, and with a finger. And the poops were so large sometimes that they had to be cut up in the bowl in some cases, just some cases. Uh, at this point in the show, you may be wondering who my father is. Oh, shoot. At this point in the show, you may be wondering who my dad is. Well, he's my father. I know that might sound weird around here. I came up with that joke in Oakland. I finally met someone who uses a poop knife. Oh, fuck. I finally met someone. Yay! Who uses a poop knife? Ooh. <laughs> Sorry. Um, how about this one? You guys got this one in your favorites list of mine? Uh, the term... No. Should you... They should make a new website! Because I keep thinking, yeah, friends of friends. That's who I should be hitting on. So I'm thinking, just make a, a new a new website away from Facebook called Only Friends. No flirting, just friends dot com. Only friends, just friends. Uh I love you like a brother dot com. <laughs> Did you hear about that failed software engineer who married his computer? Yeah, their kids weren't born fully developed. Are you abusive, sir? Does your mama know you're abusive? No to both? Oof. Uh, sorry, I'm working on my Aaron Atkins Im impressions. Why'd you turn down the mics when they were all laughing, Pam? You got a... You got one of those heat lamps that keep the food warm as a stage light, Pam. <laughs> you gotta fix that up. I know my name's Pancake, but uh, this isn't no IHOP. Uh, I'm not. Ding, ding, okay, my order is up. Put me on a table. I, um, at this point in the show, you may be wondering what I'm reading. Nothing. Um, I really have to stop improvising all my sets. I hope you guys took notes about my set. Uh, I, I really need improvement. So thank you. Comments are welcome. Pancake! Pancake, everyone! Being hilarious as always. Comments for Pancake. You did. You wrote new things. That makes me happy. I mean, I've I've been around you for the forever time, so I don't feel like I have anything to say other than you're lovely and amazing, and all your jokes are hilarious. I thought it was really endearing, and you pulled it off in a way that only Pancake can pull it off. When you told your joke wrong, and then you retold the joke, and you still got a laugh, and somehow it was like retelling the joke made it funnier than the original joke. 
And I don't know if it's because I've heard that joke before or because it's just like fits your like whole presence, you know, your stage presence of like, oh, I don't know what I'm doing, but it's hilarious. You know, I don't know. Thank you. Yes, I appreciate it. That's not constructive. That. That's just a compliment. I am, I'm taking it in stride. Okay. Is that it for comments? How about hazing? Light hazing? Uh, a nice, roast? Nice. That sounds like a good first date. <laughs> okay. Nice, uh, nice Berkeley hat, bro. Oh, yeah. Thank you, Pam, for the time. Thank you, Mutiny. Yay. Donate what you can, listeners. Okay, so I only have one new joke that I'm working on, so I'm just going to run around and do it real quickly and see what you guys think. Yay. Right, yeah. So we're going to be electing a new president pretty soon, and I'm pretty bummed about it because our choices are just not any of the choices that I want, and I feel like I've come up with a conspiracy theory that explains why we don't have the president that we need, right? Uh, my buddy, Martha Stewart, right? Why was she victimized? Why was she prosecuted for a $50,000 insider trading deal? Why? Why would that happen? Everybody does insider trading all the time. $50,000, it's nothing. It's a drop in the bucket. They pissed that all day long. Why? Because they needed to make her a felon so that she could never be president. <gasps> Martha Stewart for president. Dear God, she's run Martha Stewart on the media. She was a lawyer. She was a model. She's done everything. She's been on TV. She's been with Snoop Dogg. Everybody loves her. Everyone loves Martha Stewart. Who doesn't love Martha Stewart? It's a good thing. It's great. She on uh, Martha Stewart on the media. How many things does she run? She's so great at it. Also, she did an apprentice. Our president now did an apprentice. She did an apprentice. I mean, it only lasted for one season because they didn't cast me. They were supposed to cast me. I made it to the second round, but no, I was too crazy or whatever. And they did. And I got, I got to the second round of casting for the second season. And they said they brought me into the room. And they took a Polaroid of me, and they were like, "If it's brought to a second season, obviously you're on this. Why? Where were you last year?" And I'm like, "You're the casting directors. I was there. I could have been crying all the time." <laughs> I could have made great TV for you after she got out of jail, after she taught her jail roommate how to knit. And when she got out of jail, she was wearing a poncho that her roommate knit. Who will not vote for Martha Stewart? <laughs> but we can't have a felon as a president. And therefore, she's been convicted and everybody's lying to us because she could have been president. I want it, my next tattoo is going to be right over here on my arm, and it's just going to be, remember Barack Obama? And it was red and blue, and it said hope. And mine's going to be like Martha Stewart, and it's going to be red and blue, and it's going to be like, it's a good thing. It's good. There's a thing. It's good enough. Am I good enough, Martha? Please. She'll talk to me. I'll be like doing that flexing thing like the guys used to do, like, and Martha will be like, you're good enough. You're good enough. We all fucked up. We all let her be a felon. She could have been the president. That's on you. That's all on. Okay, thank you. That's that's that's, that's my joke. Yay! Yay! Is that a weird new joke? Is a weird 
My own real conspiracy theory. Thank you so much. Well, let's go to Alameda, friends. This has been great. Brady, you're amazing. Thank you so much for coming for your first time for comedy. I hope you come back. We need to bring you back. Hey, you know what? How about this? You can have a minute on Friday. Okay. Yeah, you get a minute. You put together your best two jokes, and you do them on Friday. Ooh. Your best two jokes. You're very, very funny. Okay. You put together a minute for Friday, and you're on. All right. Yay, Brady, yay! Oh. The most supportive neighbor in the world. Thank you. Thank you all for joining us tonight on Joke Workshop. We're going to go to Alameda because it's awesome. And uh, keep listening to Mutiny Radio. Give us some money on the Venmo at Mutiny Radio or to the GoFundMe. It's GoFundMe Mutiny Radio. Please, please, please keep us alive. Love you, love you, bye.
This is the morning train on mutinyradio.fm in .sf, and I am your sole driver, J.D. Buell. That was Curtis Mayfield talking about hard times, a re-recording of that selection written for the album There's No Place Like America Today in 1975. That was re-recorded for inclusion on the compilation named Of All Time, which was released in 1990, Curtis Mayfield. Before that, on tenor saxophone, Frank Lowe from the album named Decision in Paradise. Frank Lowe there with Don Cherry, pocket trumpet, 
Grachon Moncour III on trombone, Jerry Allen piano, Charnette Moffat bass, and Charles Moffat on drums. The song was You Dig, Frank Lowe. Let's continue now with another selection from a CD I shared with you a few weeks ago by Da Cruz. Vestida de amor, vem, você tem sabor de quero 
Just don't want to be lonely. That's the voice of Frankie Paul. And the track is Don't Want to Be. That is from a compilation named Strictly Underground, Reggae's Next Generation. Various tracks recorded in the early to mid-1990s. This album was released in 1996. Frankie Paul and Don't Want to Be. Before that... Da Cruz, the band named for vocalist Mariana Da Cruz. The album was named Sistema Subversiva, and the track we heard there was Vestida de Amor, Da Cruz. Now, as the morning train continues, we're going to go back again to New Music 2016, this is The Album Leaf.
Brothers and sisters, just be thankful for what you've got, as little or as much as that may feel like. Be thankful for what you got was by Massive Attack. That is from the first album released in 1991, Blue Lines. Massive Attack was preceded by a track from the album, This Is For The White Of Your Eyes by Choir of Young Believers, and that was released in 2009. That track was Why Must It Always Be This Way. Before that, from 2016, Bonivar, and the album was named 22 A Million, Bonivar's album of last year, and we heard 33 God. And before 33 God by Bonnie Varr, we heard a track from the album Between Waves, also a 2016 release. The album Leaf is the artist, and Never Far was the song. I'm never far from you. Well, it's true that mutinyradio.fm is never far from you. And if you live here in San Francisco, we are quite near. So I would like to remind you to come on down here for the... 42nd annual Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival, the first week of March, March 1 through 5. It's a great way to support the station and come to live events. Tickets are only $10. And you can support the station by continuing to listen to The Morning Train with your friend J.D. Buell. I appreciate it. Please share with Others, let's get a bit of rockin' now with Rocket from the Tombs. I 
Like scattered pieces of a 
Richard Lloyd, former member of television. That is from his album Real Time, believe it or not, recorded live at CBGB. And the track we heard was Pleading, Pleading with Richard Lloyd. Before that, Richard Lloyd as a member of Rocket from the Tombs, their 2011 album Barfly, and we heard the song Anna. We're going to move on now to the sounds of Gillian Welch.
When I stop dreaming, that's when I stop loving you. The Leuven Brothers song there, done by the Hayden triplets. That's Charlie Hayden's daughters, Tanya, Rachel, and Petra. The Hayden triplets album was released in 2014, When I Stop Dreaming. Before that, from 2011, the album by Gillian Welch named The Harrow and the Harvest, we heard The Way It Will Be. And The Way It Will Be from here on out is that on the, music, on the morning train, we're going to 
move through a couple more sets before it's time to wrap it up for Brother Roman and the weekly report. So we'll get back to some more music here right after this. No, they don't bite. And, uh, and well, <laughs> but then, as you know, chinchillas or, or mutated chinchillas like these, the blue mutants, we call them. Is that because of their peculiar uh, coloration, Brad, that makes them so rare? Uh, no, they were first crossbred or introduced, as we say, by Alistair Blue, a munitions ex a mutations expert who's been into the raising of these little sweethearts. Oh, oh, careful there. Is he getting, is he getting away? Uh, that's all right. We get a lot more of them, and they do that, and that's part of the fun of raising them. And they're very clean, clean animals. I wanted to ask about that. They're very clean. And if they do mess, as we refer to it, they'll do it in their little cages, and it doesn't make any difference. And they dig a little hole for it. All <laughs> Is that uh, what this one's doing here? Can we? Could we get a close-up no. of that? No, no. No, this one's just trying to get away. <laughs> Uh, that, that's his mate over there. That's the one they're trying to catch. Well, look at that. They just caught it. Uh, oh, that's... Our floor manager just told me they stepped uh, on it. That, that's, a, that's a female. That's a squirrel, as we say. Those bright colors around the snout. Nose rings, we call them. They differentiate between them. And, of course, you just cover them up with this nair guard, and they won't breed. They can't breathe? No, no, no. They can't breathe. <laughs> There's one crawling up my leg. But, uh, seriously, Brad, Ken, we want them to breed as much as possible and this guard is only used of course when you're away on vacation you know and it becomes inconvenient ah. for them to uh, uh, uh brad now how could we let's go over to that demonstration oh sure go. well i'm gonna show you how absolutely trouble free these little animals are back here if you have kids like i know i have You'll want to watch this very carefully now. Uh, we got a big close-up right there of the little... <laughs> if it just stays still here. Yep. <laughs> now, I'm, I'm going to put out this lighted cigarette on this chinchilla now. <laughs> there. Now, you, see, you can see I'm just letting it burn there. It doesn't harm the coat at all. Oh, that's, a, that's amazing. Yeah, it certainly is. Well, how's, how's it's still smoking there. Yes. Uh -huh. Well, how's, how, is this, uh, how is this possible, Ken? Well, Brad, this chinchilla is entirely synthetic. That's, that's fantastic. And with these little fellas raised in your spare time in the playhouse or the garage or the slaves' quarters, you'll be making hay while the sun shines and at midnight, too, with mutant well, blue. thank you. Thank you, Brad. And you two little, what's his name? Doesn't have a name. They're all his names. Oh, well, thank you. Just a moment, we'll tell you the numbers to call.
so hard but now she's gone and I don't worry cause I'm sitting on top of the world sitting on top of the world she's gone but I don't worry neither does Vassar Clements and his many friends who contributed to the album Hillbilly Jazz came out in the 1970s. David Bromberg, Vassar Clements, DJ Fontana, many others given us a nice country swing version of Sitting on Top of the World. Before that, the Fire Sign Theater, friends, and the Chinchilla Show, a selection from their early radio program that is not to encourage any mistreatment of animals. After all, those chinchillas were entirely synthetic, but I don't want anyone to think that I'm advocating cruelty to animals. Just a fun little piece from the uh, probably 1969. Thank you, Firesign Theater. Thank you, Vassar and friends. Let's go now to George Jones and Melba Montgomery. <laughs> Thank you. 
This is the morning train on mutinyradio.fm in .sf with J.D. Buell. Thank you for joining me today. That was New Music 2016 album Midwest Farmer's Daughter by Margot Price. And the track was The Hands of Time, Margot Price. Before that, from 1963, George Jones and Melba Montgomery with their rather sad lament, let's invite them over. (laughs) Strange, strange times is uh, being in love with another couple. But those were the swinging, swinging 60s, and uh, that kind of thing was showing up more and more often in country music. George Jones and Melba Montgomery. Let's invite them over. Let's invite Grant Green now to come in and give us some groovin'. Thank you. 
Grant Green on guitar, leading a very funky band in 1970. That is an outtake from his album Alive, version of Hey Western Union Man. That was a Gamble and Huff hit written with Jerry Butler. And we should make note of Idris Muhammad on the drums there. Grant Green, Hey Western Union Man. Well, we've got one more set to fit in here on today's ride on the morning train, so let's get to Sun House. Don't you mind fever granting in your face? Don't mind fever granting in your face? Yeah, just bear this in mind, a true friend is hard to find. Don't you mind people grinning in your face? You know your mother will talk about you, your sisters and your brothers too. Yes, don't care how you're trying to live, they'll talk about you still. Yes, but by who is in mind, a true friend is hard to find. Don't you mind people grinning? In your face, don't mind people grinning in your face. Don't mind people grinning in your face. Oh, there's bad who is in mind. A true friend is hard to find. Don't you mind people grinning in your face? You know they'll jump you up and down. They'll carry all around and around. Just as soon as your back a turn, they'll be trying to crush you down. Yes, but bow this in mind, a true friend is hard to find. Don't you mind people grinning in your feet? Don't mind people grinning in your face don't mind people grinning in your face oh lord just bow who is in mind a true friend is hard to find don't you mind people grinning in your face